Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. At home, would you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. Will you say glory? Glory. To the Lamb yes. who paid the price for yes. our sins. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. He is worthy of all the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 you can feel it. I hope you feel his presence that he has fell on you. There's a manifestation of his glory in your home. Glory, hallelujah. We are going to continue where we left off at. This is sermon number four. And, and before I get started, I want to thank all of you that's been giving support in this ministry. We are still trying to feed people on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We are helping people in our neighborhood, and you are a part of that. We thank you for your, your, your just sending your, your, your giving, your offering, and God bless you, and he will, because you can't be God-given. Amen? Hallelujah. We're going to continue in our sermon. We're still in Isaiah. I thought I would be done by now, but God just keeps on downloading into my spirit what I need to say, what I need to hear. Amen? Amen. We are in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 through 8 through the Amplified, and it reads as such in our hearing. In the year that King Uzziah died, in a vision, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. And the skirts of his train filled the most holy part of the temple. Hallelujah. Above him, above his robe, stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings, with two each covered his own face with two each covered his feet with two each flew one cried to another and said holy 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 is the lord of hosts and the whole earth is full of his glory hallelujah and the foundations of the thrustholes shook at the voice of him who cried and the house was filled with smoke. 
And then I said, woe is me, for I am undone. I am ruined because I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphim, one of the heavenly beings, to me having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tones from the altar. And with it, he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity and guilt are taken away. Your sin is completely atoned for and forgiven. That's it. We'll deal with the rest of it next week. Amen. The thought that I have today, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. A higher view of Christ, seeing ourselves in the light of his glory. Let us pray. Father, even now, Lord, move. Move wherever your people are. Move across the land. Speak to us. Use this message to speak to us, to encourage us, to heal us. Set our reference point, our view correctly on you. Lord, even now, have your way. Have your way. Have your way. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We've been dealing with this for a few weeks, and what we have been seeing is that Isaiah has been caught up to what seems to be the heavenly temple. He's not on the earthly temple. Remember that the earthly temple was a shadow, was a replica of the heavenly temple. And here Isaiah is called up, and he is in the holies of holies, and he sees the Lord Jesus Christ, the pre-incarnated Jesus Christ, sitting on a throne, and the angels are flying around him. Notice that they are covering their feet. He is so holy. He is so holy. They are covering their face because they can't look upon him. And they are flying not above him, but above his robe. Hallelujah. Let me, let me speed through this because we've been through some of this, so I'm not going to take time to exegese it. We've been there already. So, so as they are flying, they begin to sing, to chant, because they are caught up in the glory of the Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Oh, how awesome of a view they see. And, and Isaiah sees it. In the midst of his trouble, God shows up. Did you know that God shows up many times in your trouble? Yes, sir. Did you know that many times he has to move everything out of the way in order for you to see him more clearly? Yes. 
And what he sees is he, he sees Jesus in his glory and he sees that, 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 that in, in, in the light of his glory, nothing else matters. When you see the Lord Jesus Christ high and lifted up in your own personal life, it puts everything else in correct reference. Matter of fact, when you see him, you don't see yourself. How, how can I say this? What you think you are may not be who you really are. Amen. The way you have, have portrayed yourself to be in life, among your friends, in your family. Uh, let me just get more clear. You don't know who you are. <laughs> you, you really don't know what's in your spirit. You don't really know the calling that God has on you. If God doesn't show you who you are, you don't know who you are. Hallelujah. Listen, this pandemic has shaken us to our core. Our foundation has been shaken. Maybe the reason that the Lord is shaking us because he wants us to take our eyes off of us and put it on him. Hallelujah. Listen, Isaiah, he, he, he was going to church. He, he knew the law. He was a servant. This is his calling. But even though he was in church, notice what happens as he saw the light and the glory of Jesus when he sees himself. He sees himself like he never seen himself before. And what he says, he says, woe is me because I got unclean lips. As a matter of fact, I come from a mess of people of unclean lips. What he's saying is, he said, Lord, compared to you, I am nothing. I have nothing that I can depend on. I, I, I don't bring nothing to the table. If you don't help me, if you don't touch me, if you don't fix me, I want you to know today that the Lord is not asking to bring your stuff. He's asking you to let him give you what he has already done. Listen, your salvation is not based on your goodness. It's not based on my goodness. Our salvation is based on one thing. Jesus paid it all. Yeah. Jesus did it all. Yes. It is receiving it and allowing his love, his grace, his mercy to carry you and hold you. My, my brothers and sisters, I believe that we are in need of seeing ourselves in the light of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He wants to change our image. He wants to change who we think we are. He wants to take us from seeing ourselves from an earthly point of view, from a heavenly point of view. Listen, he made you. He created you. He knows what he has put in you. And when he gets done breaking you, our Lord God will begin to lift you higher than you've ever been. Hallelujah. Listen, he takes Isaiah from being a good Christian to a prophet to the nation. But before he could lift Isaiah, he had to break Isaiah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a passage in our scripture of Matthew 19, verse 16, 22, when Jesus is ministering in Israel. And this young man who thinks he's good, 
He think he got it going on. He says, behold, one came and said to him, good teacher, what good things shall I do that I have eternal life? Listen, Jesus always cut through all the mess. Hallelujah. He knows the intent of our heart. So when Jesus says to him, why do you call me good? Listen, Jesus many times will answer a question with a question because he wants to show you yourself in it. Now, don't misinterpret what Jesus is doing. Jesus is not saying that he's not good. What Jesus is saying is your, your, your estimation of what good is is wrong. Why? Because the young man thought that he was good enough to get in heaven. Jesus corrects his knowledge. He says, no one is good but one, and that is God. And now what Jesus is saying now, if you see me as good, if you see me as God, then you're right. I'm good. But if you think I'm just a good person, if you think that you're good and you're going to make it because you're good, you're wrong. He said, because unless you're born again and God sees himself in you, you can't really, from God's point of view, be called good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The young man, you know, he thinks he's good. But when you see yourself in the light of the Lord, it brings about a change. There's something about Jesus that you really see him high and lifted up. It changes you. It transforms you. It, it messes with you. You can't be the same after you see Jesus. You will cry up and say, Lord, touch me. See, I don't know about you, but he touched me. And when I saw him, all I knew was that I needed him. Do you know you need him today? In the midst of everything else, our greatest need, even in the church, our greatest need is to see Jesus higher and lifted up. In our, in our text, in our text, in our text, Mark 5, 1 and 20, Jesus comes on shore of the gatherings, and, and, and as he comes ashore, there's this man who starts running towards him. He was the, 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 a man that was possessed with a demon. My, I, I'm troubled by this because my first thought is, why is a demon running towards Jesus? He should be running away from Jesus. Some thought that maybe he was coming to fight, but I, I, I came to say to tell you that demons ain't fighting with Jesus. Even the devil isn't fighting with Jesus. Matter of fact, they have already lost. Listen, even if we don't know who he is, they know who he is. So watch this. This man comes running, and, and the scripture says that he's been in a tomb. He's been cutting himself. They done put uh, uh, chains on it. He's breaking the chains. But when he sees Jesus from a far away, he comes running. Listen, when you really see him, you, got, you get the can't help it. You got to worship. 
You got to say thank you. You got to say I praise you. See, 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 there's no way if you really see him, if you get a glimpse of his glory, you can't help yourself. Look what it says. The man saw him. He ran and fell and worshiped him. My question today, are you worshiping him? Are you saying hallelujah? Are you saying glory? I thank you all for the song today. Y'all didn't know I was going to preach this, but somehow the Holy Spirit put on you all's heart to sing those songs that, that, that it, it, it fits with the sermon. I didn't hear you practice Thursday, but yet look what God does. He orchestrates and put everything together. Hallelujah. Goes on a minute that the demon said, oh, did you come to torture us? Did you come to send us to hell? Have, well, why have you come, Jesus? And Jesus told him, be quiet. They said, we know who you are. He said, be quiet. Be quiet. And, and the man is legions because he has a legion of demons in him. That's, that's thousands of demons in him. And notice what they do. They worship him. But my brothers and sisters, there's going to come a day when you're going to see him in his glory. And the Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. See, I don't know about you. I'm not waiting till I'm forced to. I worship him now. Why? Because I see him now. I see how awesome he is. I see that he's the best thing that ever happened to me. There is a level of seeing his glory that when you see his glory, you cannot stay the same. If we want to go on in this text, it says this, that, that, that when the people in that region and area came because, because all the pigs ran off because even they didn't want to be filled with demons and they, they drowned it. They saw this man that was crazy sitting in his right mind, sitting clothed, and they looked at him and said, what in the world happened? I want you to know what happened. He met Jesus. Yeah. Jesus will make you in your right mind. Jesus will come, make peace come in the midst of your storm. There's a text where Jesus is asleep in, in, in the boat and he has told the disciples to go to the other side and they are trying to obey him. But a storm arises as they are crossing. And, and it says that the, the boat is being swallowed by the wave. Some of you feel like that. You feel like your life, that there's waves, that there's storm, and you've been tossed back and forth, and you are wondering, where is God? If he cares, if he loves us, why is he allowing this to happen? My brothers and sisters, listen to me. I remember one time I was complaining. I didn't like the situation God had me in, and, and I was complaining, and the Spirit started talking to me, and this is what he said. He said, he said Tracy, are you judging me? You got one piece of the puzzle, and it's a million-piece puzzle, and you're going to judge me on what you see without considering what I know? 
I had to humble myself and say, Lord, you are God. And even though I don't understand what's happening, here Jesus is sleeping and they are complaining because it seems like he don't care. But hold on one second. Hold on one second. As long as Jesus is in your boat, your boat can't sink. They should have known that. It may look bad. It may look like you're going down for the third time. But if Jesus is in your life, don't you know your life can't sink? Now, I don't know when he's going to stand up, but he will stand up in the midst of your situation. He will speak peace. It says here that he rebuked the wind. Let me, let me explain. Listen. He says, but he himself was in the storm. Next verse. Let's move it up because I didn't talked about that. But it says that he stood up. He rebuked the wind. Hallelujah. When he rebuked the wind, it says that it became completely calm immediately. Uh, he said he muzzled. The wind ceased. It sank. In my fact, he said that there was a perfect peace. Someone told me that when an autumn bomb explodes in the ocean, because it is messing with the atoms, that the wave become frozen before you see the turmoil. That is what this verse is talking about. That when Jesus spoke, the ocean became like a sheet of ice. Nothing was moving. You want to talk about power? You want to talk about glory? You want to talk about how awesome he is? My brothers and sisters, he wants to speak peace to you. He wants this perfect peace. Listen, even in the midst of the storm, he wants to step into your mind. He wants to step into your heart. Philippians chapter 4 said that he was set a, a garrison. He was set a guard around our minds and our hearts. If we let him, I'm learning. I'm not saying I know how to do this all the time, but I'm learning how to give him all of my troubles. I'm learning how to turn it over to the Lord. I'm learning that when I turn it over, God, God will fix me first. He will, he will take care of me first. He will speak peace to me first. Listen, God will keep you in the midst of the storm. Hallelujah. Heard this, this ballet dancer talk about how she was able to, to keep her spin. She was able to spin quickly. She was able to rotate over and over and over again. And they asked her, how do you do it? How do you do it without losing your balance? How, how do you keep doing it? She said, there's one thing in my spin that I look for. I got one reference point that I look at. And even though I'm spinning, every time I make a revolution, I keep looking at that one thing. And if I am in proper alignment to that one thing, I know I'm okay. It don't matter about anything else. It's that one thing I keep looking at. Listen, the one person you need to keep looking at. I know things are shaking. I know it may not look good. I know fear can take you over. I know you may have lost your job. I know, but if you keep your eyes on Jesus, don't you know that you are in proper alignment and that God will keep you? Oh, yes, he will. 
I sense in my spirit that some of us are wrestling. I sense in my spirit that some of us don't know what in the world is going on. Hallelujah. I sense in my spirit that God got some of us right where he wants us and we don't like it. Genesis 32 Beginning in verse 9, 12, verse 24 to 32. It is the story of Jacob. Jacob is slick. Jacob is a hustler. <laughs> Jacob is a con man. He's used to living life by his own rules. He is family in a place where he don't like it. He can't figure out what to do. He had to go back home to his brother Esau, who has threatened to kill him the next time he sees him. He's scared. And here he is up on a hillside, and he's all by himself. He, he had just prayed, and in his prayer, he says, he's praying to, he said, you're the God of my father, Abraham, you're the God of Isaac. But in that prayer, he never says at this point, you're my God. Some of us have been around Christ, but we haven't accepted him. Some of us, we, we, we talk, we know the talk, but, but we're not trusting him. He's he been blessed. He knows God has blessed him. He has seen the hand of God, but, but he has not really opened up his heart and let Christ come in. Did you know you could be in church 90 years and go from church to hell because you really didn't let him in? Hallelujah. Listen, church membership don't get you saved. You got to know Jesus for yourself. You got to open up your heart and let him in. Hallelujah. Listen, so here he is in trouble, and, and the Bible tells us that he begins to wrestle. And this angel shows up, or, or, or it's the pre-incarnated Christ that shows up, and he's wrestling. And the Bible says that they wrestle all night long. That's some tussling. You might be wrestling all night long, but don't let go. The Bible said that, that, he, that, 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 that the pre-incarnated Christ touched him in his hip, put his hip out of socket. And Jacob is laying there, but he got a bear hole on his legs, and he won't let go. The day was coming, and the Lord said, let me go. He said, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. Somebody here today said, I'm not going to let you go, Lord. I'm going to call you till you bless me. I'm going to call on your name. I'm going to wait on you till you bless me, because can't nobody else bless me but you. Hallelujah. I think that God wants us in a place where we're not looking to the right or to the left, but we're looking to him. Hallelujah. Listen, listen, look what God does. He, he said, he said, I'm going to bless you. You will no longer be called Jacob Trickster, but you're going to be called Israel, which means that you have prevailed with God and with men. I want you to know today that, that when you're a child of God, you got to you got authority with God. You got, you, got, you, got, you got leverage because you're his child. He loves you. He watches after you. He will take care of you. He will make a way out of nowhere. Somebody need today need to call on it. Take your eyes off your trouble. Take your eyes off your family. 
put your eyes on the Lord. Say, Lord, you know me. Lord, you know everything about me. Lord, I'm calling on you because you're the only one that can help me. Lord, you're my help. You're my strength. Lord, you're my everything. Listen, the Lord wants you to see him. He wants you to see yourself in light of his goodness, in light of his glory. And if you see him, you won't let the, this virus, this pandemic, take your peace. Listen, our God is too big to allow earthly trouble to steal your peace. Uh, Y'all need to hear me. He's bigger than the pandemic. He's bigger than your loss. He's bigger than whatever you're going through. Listen, I've tried him and I found out that he's faithful. I've tried him and he shows up right on time. Oh, don't get me wrong. I've been places where he had me that I didn't like, but I waited on the Lord and the Lord has showed up right on time. I want to tell you today, he will show up in your life, in my life, in our lives right on time. I want you to know today that he will work it out in the way he wants to work out. I want you to know he will fix you. Yeah. Here he had purpose for Jacob. And here he is in the midst of the trouble. He got his biggest blessing. The Lord touched him and changed his name. My brothers and sisters, will you let the Lord touch you? Will you let him come in wherever you are right now? Will you surrender to him? Would you say, Lord, I need to be born again. I need you to change my heart. I need you to change my spirit. Ezekiel said that he came to give us a new heart a new spirit. And if you will call out the name of Jesus, Scripture says that there's no other name by which we must be saved other than the name of Jesus. If you call on him and you mean it, he will come in right where you are. He will meet you in the midst of your situation. And he may not take you out of your situation, but he will change you in the midst of it. I know what I'm talking about because everything I'm talking about, he did for me. He has done for a whole lot of us. And if he did it for us, he would do it for you. His name is Jesus. He's the best thing that would ever happen to you. Today, if you don't know him, if your life is out of alignment, if you are taking your eyes off of the glory of the Lord, and you're too busy watching politics. You're too busy watching what... You're too busy looking at somebody else. I challenge you today. I, I, I exhort you today to look over the hills when we're coming for our help. Because my help, your help, our help comes from the Lord. He's up to something. You may not see it yet. And we got to go through the season. And maybe the season is, is to get our attention. Maybe the season 
is to make us quit looking every place else and to look to him. Maybe this season is that it has arrested us. And now we really have a Sabbath, which is a rest time. And God is trying to speak to you and I. Oh, he's speaking. Oh, he's speaking. The question is, are we hearing? It took Jacob to get alone all by himself in the dark. And the Lord showed up. He will show up if you wait on him. He will show up if you call on him. He will show up in a personal way. And once you see him, once you meet him, you will never be the same. Mm. You will see the glory of the Lord for yourself. And you would say, you're everything I needed. I've been needing you all the time. Lord, why do you love me the way you do? Why do you care the way you do? Lord, I surrender. Oh, he's able. Oh, he's willing. If you just say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Lord, I need you. I want you, Lord, love on me. The praise team is ready. While they are singing, praise with them. As they are singing, let him in your heart. Let him change your heart. Let him do what only the Lord Jesus Christ can do. The praise team.